0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show, and listen, we finally beat a team, and I mean beat them, although in the second half, but ended up with the W. We'll talk about that and more here on show 603. Right, Ritter Nation. On today's show, we will have where we are and where we could be going, in my estimation. Also, a little bit about the trade deadline because we lost a very good player. A post game for the Texans at home. What a great performance in the last quarter. And a pre game for the Saints come rolling in. That's right there in New Orleans. The Raiders will show up big time. I've been there, and it wasn't pretty the last time, but I expect a different outcome this time. We will follow that up with the bone line and wrap this baby up and put her to bed. So let's start rolling. five seasons after the bye, we've lost. We've lost miserably. We've lost pitifully. We've just lost. This year, which was most refreshing after the bye, we beat the Houston Texans. And that's the first time in the last five seasons we did so.
1: The Raiders scored right before the half. Carr threw an unbelievable throw down the middle. Holland's made a really tough, contested catch and came up with the touchdown to make the game 10-10. And it's like the Raiders became unstoppable from that point on. You couldn't stop. No matter what they wanted to do, they did it. Carr was efficient and smart and got things going. But the run game. And I think, hey, you know, they're getting used to the Josh McDaniel style of offense and play, too. I think that's the other thing, too again they're they're a team that's you know with Gruden for years it's more west coasty it's more inside outside zone running here they're you know pulling guards smash mouth football that way, and Jacobs as we're seeing is a pretty special back i mean not he's he's got tremendous power he can really weave through traffic breaks a lot of arm tackles and You know, not that he's like a 70-yard touchdown type of runner, but a lot of good 10 and 15. Whoa, that was explosive how he kind of exploded to the hole and got to the second level. That's where he's really good.
0: Now, the state of the Raiders, I think, is actually pretty good. I have to give kudos to where kudos are deserved, and when we win, the coach gets a gold star. In this contest... We really didn't get rolling till the fourth quarter, but we did roll.
2: JT along with Q Myers, thirty eight to twenty. It was a dominant performance in the fourth quarter. Right. And the Raiders put a very testy Texans team away. And the big thing is they built momentum going forward.
3: They really did. And you know the f- thing about it is in the fourth quarter, twenty one to nothing. That was the score yeah. for the Raiders, right? That's really dominant, and Josh McDaniels talks about being the best that you can be and playing at the best when it's needed. It was needed in the fourth quarter. They were down going into the fourth quarter, but found a way to put up 21 points and uh, go ahead and get that victory, like you mentioned, needed a big-time victory.
2: Yeah, it was a must-win. It's t- tough to do what we do and say must-wins this early in the season, but the Raiders were coming off a bye week, and they had to win the game. The importance was to finish the game with momentum. If they won by a late field goal, if they won by a pick six, if it was a last-second play, I did not care – they just had to get on the plane later this week to go to New Orleans with momentum and as you mentioned, 21 points in the fourth quarter is about as big a momentum as they've had all season long.
3: No doubt about it and it really helped being at Allegiant Stadium having the home crowd behind you and, and getting those, getting the fans real fired up and giving them something to get fired up about. And You can see the team just get a little bit more lathered up. You see the defense made some plays. They they weren't a great unit all, all day on Sunday, but they made some plays when it really needed to uh, the most and then of course Josh Jacobs had a heck of a performance again and just continues to be that bell cow
0: and i see a potential run in our future here with with the teams we have to play even the chargers who are beaten and battered and bruised and lacking they've lost some great players their quarterback is injured and i think we can beat them for sure in our house as well as the chiefs in our house and the reason i say such things is that our defense, which always takes longer than the offense to gel, is finally finding a foothold and an identity. Chandler Jones has showed up recently. Our defensive line is playing great. And our defensive backs, I think, have started to figure the scheme out, which is normal for any team especially with new coaches.
3: Daron Harmon, you know, we've seen the Raiders over the years. They have not come up with a bunch of defensive plays, and especially scoring. We saw Meek Robertson earlier this season. He scored on the scoop and score. We saw the pick six on Sunday. Uh, how nice was that to see the guy that they call the closer go out there and make the play?
4: Well, you know, what's good is that when you're sitting back there as Harmon is as as basically a, a defensive center fielder, he's supposed to watch the quarterback read the eyes of the quarterback and he did just that that pick six came in huge and look. The, the, the thing that's refreshing, guys, is that this defense doesn't get a lot of turnovers, period, mm-hmm. let alone pick sixes or a scoop and score like we had with Robertson earlier. So that's just refreshing to see as well. If they, can, if they can instill themselves, if this Patrick Graham defense decides to take over and can slow down offenses, not, I'm not saying you're going to pitch shutouts like the 85 Bears or anything like that, mm-hmm. but if they're capable to go out there and, and show people that they can slow them down, force other teams to have to settle for threes or try for threes rather than touchdowns,
0: this is going to be a hard team to beat. The same, I must say, for the offense. The offense is starting to get it.
3: They're third in the league in scoring, averaging over 27 points per game. And I know they have scored a couple defensive touchdowns, but even their offensive points scored per game is 25. That's tied for fourth. Yards per game, 367.2. That's number nine. Uh, yards per play, they're seventh in the league. Yards per rush, they're third in the league. They haven't ran the ball enough, especially early on, early on in the season. That's why they're only 11th in rushing yards per game. But if you look at it, I mean, their their yards per their yards per rush is third in the league. Their rushing attempts is only 29th. Um, so as, as they keep going that going, you're going to see all those numbers go up. I mean, really, right now, this is in that range of a top 5 to 10 offense, which is kind of what we said they had to be going into the season,
5: what we expected them to be, and kind of rounding into form of, of what they are. And it's come without really their passing offense hasn't been at full strength outside of week one, as you know. I mean, Hunter Renfro got concussed in that game, missed the next two games. And then as soon as he came back, um, Darren Waller hurt his hamstring. He basically missed all the Chiefs game in the game last week. So if, if Waller is able to get back this week, this would really be the, the the first time since since the opening game that, you know the passing offense is at full strength, and in week one they weren't running the ball while they were now. And so you—it's really been our first opportunity to see that combination of them running the ball well and having all their guns through the air. And so, and even with that, you know them not really being—you know—having all those, those those weapons on the field, they're still top three in scoring. And so, you know, I mean, that they're playing at an elite level right now, and you and you, don't, you can imagine it's it's only going to get better from here. You know, as they kind of work out those chemistry issues that that may still be lingering with some guys that have been in and out in the lineup. And so, you know, I mean, I, not every team is. Is going to be as bad as the Texans are on defense, you know. But for as many weapons as they have, they should be able to have success, really, regardless of who they're going up against.
0: The coach has figured out that Josh Jacobs should be paid, as we all know. He should be paid handsomely. I'm saying $15 million a year because that's what the top running backs are getting. And he deserves, no less. Let's not forget where Josh Jacobs came from. He came from living in his car. He worked hard all the way through college. And now he's working hard as an NFL professional. And I can tell you this for sure. I know he prays. This man prays every day. I know he prays to God every day for his gifts. And he is thankful to him for them. And the results are clear. He is running better than two other guys in the whole league this year. He's number three rated, which I don't think McDaniels really looked at when he came to our team, which astounds me, really. We brought in a bunch of running backs. One has been, Bolden, I think his name was. But man, nobody, and I mean nobody on our team, can push like Josh Jacobs, after the first hit, he just keeps keeps getting more and better. He is a great player with a great person inside he's a good man deservingly of a good salary, and I think that uh the ownership and management should figure that out pretty quick at the end of this season, if not before, but the Raiders are. They're in line. They're ready. They're ready to make a run, and I mean a big run, at the playoffs. Yes, I'll I'll use the word, and I'm going to say it loud and proud, the playoffs, people. Uh, playoffs?
6: Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs?
0: Because it was a dim, very dim light at the end of a very long tunnel not too long ago.
1: Um, the Raiders are not out of this. The Raiders are one of these teams where I look at to go, yeah, they're two and four, yeah, but so the way their schedule shakes up, and then the way they're they're playing as a team. Again, they they don't have a lot of stars, but I think their offense is kind of finding their way, and their defense is really well coached to where I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting here a month from now just going Raiders, they're in the playoff conversation. Here. I agree. Don't count them out. I, I I think it could even be more than that for the Raiders, and I think the questions are on defensive side of the ball yeah Max Crosby though has been very good um they have gotten some good play out of their secondary Hobbs is playing yes, well I think right. he, I don't know if he's bad he was hurt or dinged up or something like that but I think if they can kind of make some strides defensively I think they do have enough offensive star power yeah I think Jacobs so too car and, and uh, Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro who hasn't really gotten going right Mac Hollins, Collins yeah I I, I think yeah, they're, they're close They're they're like a dark horse team that by the end of the year for me, yeah. we could be saying like they're one of the top six or seven teams in football. Mm, I, I I don't think you're crazy by saying that. I don't, and you know, and again, even with some of the losses early on in the year. I mean, again, just think of how close they were. I came away in a few of them, the Arizona game, week one against the Chargers. You know, of course, Kansas City, they went toe to toe with them. Where you know, but in some of those games where I go, ah, oh, you know, Derek Carr you know he's still, he met, he left some plays on the field. He's on the number 1 read too long a few times and you know, he's getting used to it. It's a different he's trust me this is some learning curve I bet he's got to go through this year. You know I mean, he'll probably let everybody know after the year when he gets to talk about it a little bit especially if they're successful and he can really expound on it. Yeah, good good gritty win by them. Kind of got fun to watch uh in the third and fourth quarter and and the Raiders just kept the gas or pedal on the gas and and pulled away.
0: Before I get too far The Raiders traded away Jonathan Hankins for a sixth-round pick. I think that's weak. I think Hankins was coming on strong as an interior defensive lineman. He was playing his best football and started to get it. I don't know why we needed another sixth-round pick. Don't ask me. I think he was a great player getting better in this defense. So now I think they're... Uh, gonna depend on Billings and Victor's and Neil Farrell Jr. to fill his spot. Let us hope that they can do that because I liked Hankins. I thought he was a beast, and he put some pressure in the middle, and he was just getting better. But he's gone off to the Dallas Cowboys. So, and their defense is already good. But hey, we'll take the sixth rounder, which I think was a. Uh, I don't think it was a very good trade, to be honest with you. But I don't know all the details of that trade, and that was it. Now, the remaining part of our schedule, our next game is with New Orleans and New Orleans Saints at their house at the Caesars Superdome with Dennis at the end of the day, Allen as their head coach, used to be ours. Thank goodness he is gone, and he will show himself, I'm sure, clearly in this game I am hoping the Raiders will go in there and take care of biz, which I totally have confidence in. We have better players, better team, and if our coach is still moving forward, we should get that victory Jacksonville. you know they're 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 like a snake. you never know when you're going to get bit, and I hope and I think we can avoid the snake bite from the Jaguars because they can win as the Colts can next, but I think we can beat Jacksonville. And Indianapolis. And then we have the Denver Broncos. That's week 11. It's going to be cold there in Colorado. They haven't figured it out. Thank goodness. And I don't think they will by then. Seattle Seahawks are a beast. Now, I, I circled this as a win, but this is going to be a tough game. They're beating everybody. This could be one of our toughest games coming up. I look forward to this contest at Lumen Field where the wind does not hesitate to blow and neither do the fans (laughs) because they're the 12th man, don't you know? But I see that we can beat them and we should beat them if we are rolling like I think we will be. I think confidence and ability will prove itself in that game. The Chargers come to town to Las Vegas, and welcome to the Death Star because I believe their team is is lacking, it's injured. They don't seem to be firing on all cylinders. We'll see by then, but right now it looks to me like this could be a win for us at home as well in Week 13. Our next game is a formidable opponent. We have to travel to Sophie Stadium that's what I call it, to silence the labs, the Rams, which also are kind of a turmoil. They're they're not sure if they're going to win or lose. I like the way they are, and I would love it to go in there and take a piece out of them. And week 15 is, is wonderful because we go to see, well, no, they come to see us. The Patriots Rats roll into Las Vegas which I hope to be epic in our favor. Week 16, the Steelers, which are wanting at this point. We should win that game, although that's going to be in a very cold, cold stadium. I do think we can beat them. And then my best game of the season, my favorite, I look forward to this with great joy, is the San Francisco 49ers. Travel to the Death Star at Legion Stadium on Week 17. And they're playing very good football. They've got a great defense, and their offense is no joke. However, their offense is a little holy, and their quarterback is suspect as far as panic. And I think we can win this game too. And then the last game of the season at home, which is going to be a pivotal. And probably a playoff yes or no, if we've gone that far and done that well. We play the condiments at home, which what a better way to end our season than to play the Chiefs in our house, losing only by one point last time. I see the possibilities here of really taking it to them, literally. I would just love to take the smirk and the jerk right out of them and, most of all, shut Troy Aikman and Joe Buck up. Just silence the barrage of baloney and send them home wondering what happened. Why did the Chiefs lose the darlings of the NFL? Because they're not going to need this game And that's probably what they'll say if they do lose. Well, they didn't need the game anyway. But trust me, you know and I know that this game is a vicious rivalry that will hold everything that it's supposed to for not only the fans, but for sure the team. And I think we have a really great chance of finishing the season super strong and squeaking perhaps – into the playoffs. Uh, and I, I mean that totally if we continue on the same trajectory as we've started after the bye week. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's hit them in <laughs> Yeehaw. Well, they weren't saying yeehaw after this contest, but let me just say that I was stressed to the bone. Not really, because football's put in its normal and better place than it has been in the, my entire life. But if you watch this game, um, it was tough to watch. It was a hard game to watch because it looked like we were buffooning our way through this game, and it looked like we might not come out on top at the
2: end. I was concerned because Houston put up 404 net yards, and I think there still remains an issue with this team. It's this bend, don't break, Mm -hmm. middle of the field is open, and there's a lot of chunk plays But, as we talked about, this is a team now we can't complain about big plays. And they had a scoop and score earlier in the year, and then they had the pick six with Harmon as it's coming up here. So, I like the fact that the defense is making big plays, but they have to get better, Q. They have to get a lot better. They have to tighten up, right? I mean, Davis
3: Mills is not a very good quarterback, and he got comfortable on Sunday, right? And that kind of concerned me during the game, thinking, hey, man, this guy believes that he can make every throw. He's going to make every throw
2: someone's wide open because of the zone coverage and the Mm -hmm. zone coverage doesn't pick up the receiver over the middle of the field Then you're seeing a safety or a corner in between a linebacker trying to uh, react a little bit too late and I think Patrick Graham has got to tighten that up going into New Orleans
0: first of all our five penalties that we had in the game cost us almost 50 yards which is you know that's a lot of big ones let me just put it that way The Texans put up more yards, 404 to our 400, which is just too close. We scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, and that's our saving grace. And that's something we've been missing throughout the season, and it was really nice to see. Derek Carr, 21 for 27, 241 yards and a touchdown. You know, Mills didn't do too bad. 28 for 41 for 302 and two touchdowns. But we got the INT on the defensive side. Thank goodness. And I love this Hollins kid. He's a really a gem. He is a real find for our team. And Devontae Adams did a great job. Renfro did a great job. I mean... Foster Moreau, thank goodness he was on the fields. But Josh Jacobs, <laughs> let's just get it going here. 20 carries for 143 big ones. Hard-earned, hard-hit yards. Josh has found his groove in the last three games. 150 almost close to 150 yards. A Raider record never seen before with anybody that we've ever played.
3: Lincoln, is this a situation for Josh Jacobs who's been running great the last three games that it's a potential here where uh, because the weapons that the Raiders have offensively, especially on the outside with Adams and, and it, if Waller comes back healthy and you have Hunter Renfro, that teams can't decide that they're going to take away the run game because the other weapons could burn them?
4: That's the beauty of the offense, Q. If you think about it with all those weapons, especially if you have Waller in there and, and, and look for what it's worth, even Foster Moreau was able to stretch the field and get opportunities right. to pass down the field. You know, this, this past game without Waller it's, he's just not as capable of weapon receiving as Waller is. we, we all get that. So, but th- to have these types of weapons at your disposal, it's hard to just say, we're going to take these things out. Now that you add the running game and you've got a viable weapon in the running game, the, the guy who's rushed for over, you know, 140 plus yards over the last three games you have to take notice of that. And Kansas City loaded the box. And we had weapons, we had a chance to, to strike down the field when they played against them. You saw Houston did the same thing, they loaded the box. If you have a single high safety, you're supposed to throw the football. That's the cardinal rule. You single high safety, you throw the football. You have two safeties, you run the football because you can have that balance whether you have all your weapons at your disposal, makes this offense that much more viable. You just have to have the consistency like JT was talking about in the run as well as the pass block, and when you do do that.
0: And, you know, I just think our running game is complementary to our offensive line who's finally got a gel. And we've got the cheapest offensive line in the NFL. We pay the least amount of money for our big men up front. And they are playing great. Parham and company are moving the line. And I mean moving and grooving. They're popping holes and getting back up into that linebacking core and scaring guys. It's beautiful
3: to see. Lincoln, what about the offensive line, the way that they've been able to run block for Josh Jacobs, who's been putting up some gaudy numbers the last three games? They love to block downhill. You talk about it all the time. What have you seen from those guys?
4: I've been waiting for this team to become smash mouth and physical for some time, Q and JT. The thing is, is that it looks good because they can run between the tackles. And that says something. Now, they had their issues early in the game uh, against the Texans. And I thought that was a lack of communication. So the communication got better as the game progressed. And more importantly, look, I love to see big guys running the perimeter, whether it's Mumford or, or Colton Miller mm-hmm. getting out in the edges blocking those corners on undersized safeties, seeing the fear in their eyes up from the press box as they're looking at those big guys coming down on, that was a wonderful, wonderful thing to see.
0: And I just think we can just continue to get better because I think they're figuring out, like I said earlier, our team is starting to gel. And I think our coach is starting to get it that our, it all starts with the run and not (laughs) <laughs> not the guy he brought in to run. Not him. Our guy. The guy that was here. Not Turner, not White, but Jacobs. Carrying the rock fiercely and necessity for the other teams to watch
2: him. Josh Jacobs, he's having a fantastic, historical yeah. Raiders season. You know, I saw Marcus Allen at the game, and Marcus talked to him after the game, and he's putting up Marcus Allen numbers, and that's no joke. He's right. putting up Marcus Allen numbers, forty-nine games compared to Marcus's fifty. I'm just really impressed by what he's doing.
3: The one thing I love, and he mentioned it after the game, is that Marcus has taken him under his wing since he's been a member of the Raiders, and really helped mentor him. And he said, "I don't take that for granted." That's Marcus Allen, right? Yeah. That's a big deal, right there. That guy Guy is a Hall of Famer, so if he's willing to talk to me and spend a little bit of time and talk to me about being a pro and what it is to be a Raider, I'm going to listen. I thought that was important.
2: That is a great point that you make because I talk to Fred Bolitnikoff often, and Fred's Texan Hunter every week. Right when right. you have when you have a building and an organization that has this many Hall of Famers, right? You better reach out to them. Absolutely, they're available. Yeah. They're at every game. Yeah, you know, they're there. They're on the field. They're at the torch and. I get that. Marcus is now back in the organization full time. For Marcus to understand that Josh needs a mentor or Josh understanding that a mentor is available – I mean, you look at these runs and the way he's running downhill. That's what Marcus did. Marcus made you miss, but if there was a way to knock someone down, he would. And Marcus never ran out of bounds unless he had to. He tried to get the extra yards. I just love this for Josh Jacobs. He really deserves all these accolades. No
3: doubt about it. And that's something else uh, Josh mentioned to us after the game in the locker room. He said, I can run around a guy, but I'd rather run through him it gets my, my fans, the fans fired up, it gets the teammates fired up, it gets the guys on the sideline. Uh, Devontae Adams said, hey, when he runs through somebody, I flex on him too. You know, it gets him pumped up. So, just seeing that, just boom, that bulldozer hits you, that gets everyone amped up and that's what Josh Jacobs is doing.
0: And if we ever get our tight end back, which I think he's going to be back this week, I don't know if he'll play. I hope he's cured up because a hamstring can just bother you all season, but If Waller can play half as good as he's played the last few years, I think we really have a good chance of making this run. Because Moreau can do it too, though. Don't get me wrong, man. He's a way better blocker, which is also a reason that Josh is doing well. Way better blocker. But I think just the threat of him being there, Waller is a beast. He's huge. He's an easy reception. He's a first down. Just like Remfro. 3 catches for 55 yards. We need every one of those. But I truly think our defense our defense has come to play as well. I think Patrick has got a gram and I think he's using it finally. Although, you know, a lot of people still upset about the defense, as they should be. Nate Hobbs might be back this game, but if he's not, he'll be back. I don't know if we're going to need him in this game quite so much, but we will need him soon. He has super skills, and he really complements and sets the tone for the DBs in our defense. We have a team. This game really showed that we have a team. We have a team that won at home in front of our home crowd. Thank goodness for that. And swiped away some of the doubt in all of us that we can get it done. This was a great victory, especially in the fourth quarter when Jacobs just took their breath away. You could see them deflate like a balloon in the fourth quarter because they were just tired of getting hit by Josh Jacobs. They were done. Nobody, None of their linebackers or defensive backs wanted anything else to do with him. They were beaten, bruised, and bummed with the outcome. Good job, Raiders. Good game. I hope we got our footing. I think we really do. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, when the Saints (laughs) go marching in, I don't know about that, Randy. You got to have some music.
4: To sing. <laughs> now when, the saints, come on in when now, the saints go marching in. Go marching in now when the saints go marching in. Go marching in. Yes, I want oh, to be in that oh, number. Yes, when the saints go marching. In.
0: Now the Raiders go to Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, which is great because Randy lives there and so he'll be able to go with Lisa and there's a couple other friends we have. Um, There's a few fans that are going to show up because A, it's a great place to see a ball game. B, it's a fun place to see a ball game. And C, we have a team that you can see win a game. I'm pretty sure. Now, right now, they have Andy Dalton as a quarterback, which can be really hot at times, but super cold and turn the ball over sometimes three times in a game. That starts to happen. It's all over. They got great receivers. Michael Thomas is really, really good. Jarvis Landry is also a a talented guy. And they have Alvin Kamara, which is one of the best running backs ever. Still is very good. But the head or the big toe or the quarterback, whichever you want to say, ain't making it. Not that I can see. They've got two wins like we do, but we've got a much better team. And I can tell you, Even at this point, a much better coach than Dennis, at the end of the day, (laughs) Allen. That's what he always used to say. used to kill me. Those of you who heard when he was our coach.
2: At the end of the day. 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 At the end of the week. But at the end of the day, we got to do a better job of being more consistent.
0: It's loud in there, man. That dome is super loud. Louder than I ever expected a game to be because I was there at one time. I went there with Randy and Lisa. It was a great game. Great time. Here we are, New Orleans, Bourbon Street with JT the Brick.
2: Good to be here. Nothing like a road trip to New Orleans. It's been eight years. Last time we were here, the Raiders were on their way to the Super Bowl. That's correct.
0: And we got the Raider Nation in the house. What do you what do you think? You got a good showing here?
2: Yeah, I think this is a tremendous showing. This is the largest Raider fan base anywhere in America when they talk about a traveling group that comes to any city. So I was talking about to the people behind the scenes who work here. They said no fan base travels better than the Raiders, and they proved that tonight by taking over Bourbon Street.
3: <laughs> you got to
0: love it. Great time had by all, I tell you that. But um, the Saints fans are great. They're super gracious, super nice. It's a great town to go see a ball game in. It really is. So all of you that are going, you guys are going to have a blast there because it's super fun, super nice. It's a beautiful city. And uh, have a beignet for me, will you? I will never have another hurricane as long as I live because that devastated me for sure. It's loud in there, man. That Dome is super loud.
2: All right, Lincoln, let's go back to early in your career when you come in with Atlanta as a high pick. You play in New Orleans at the Dome. You've broadcast there. You've played there as a Raider. Walk me through what it's like. The fans love it because it's Bedlam and it's Bourbon Street, (laughs) and Raider fans like to travel to the best spots to have a good time. But as a player... What is it like in that building when it gets really loud to the point oh, where you learning. know you can't hear your quarterback? You're working yeah. on you know, quick snap counts. You're trying to figure out with hand signals what's going to happen. What are the challenges for the Raiders as they prepare for New Orleans inside?
4: Well, it's a difficult place to play. It, it reminds me, you know, I, I did play in New Orleans with Atlanta and also played in the kingdom when the Seahawks were in yeah. our division mm. and up in Seattle. And that was a hard place to play. The place gets loud and we have rowdy fans. It's difficult. So you have to go back to your silent counts. You'll go back to your, your, your center with the head bobs, all the things, the advancements that they've done to these days. But I think the Raiders have had enough of a, 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 a sort of an audition. Playing in Kansas City, it was loud. It's always loud in Kansas City. So you can barely hear the guy next to you. It, it's It comes to nonverbal communication. And that's why solidifying the offensive line play is so important. There's a lot of nonverbal communication that goes on between the guys up front. And the more you get to know the guy next to you, the better off you are. So that's why you know communication is always key before and after the plays and stuff like that, even on the sideline. It's a very difficult place to play. But I will say this about New Orleans. In 2016, when we went there, Del Rio was the yeah. coach. Mm-hmm the uh, the Raider Nation took over Bourbon Street. They were on the double decker buses. They were yelling Raiders <laughs> down, you know, all that stuff. It was a great time. I think you might see a lot of that this time when we go back to New Orleans. But you think about it this way, you guys. It's Halloween. <laughs> Who does Halloween better than the no Raider one. Nation? No, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you so you can only imagine what's going to go on down in New Orleans. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm hoping the game, the, the the team can respond by
0: getting a, a a big win. The Saints are hurting for certain and i don't think they're going to find their groove i mean they have cameron jordan on the defense they have some you know they have some decent players in the defensive backfield but i just don't think they have enough to stop the talent that we have acquired on our team they shouldn't by any stretch of the imagination And it will be really wonderful for me as a Raider fan to see Dennis Allen's face when we watch Josh Jacobs plowing through their team and intercepting Andrew Dalton three times.
4: The Raiders are going to be a difficult team to stop in the red zone if they can continue to invent ways to get the ball to their playmakers.
3: Lincoln, we've talked about it multiple times about the consistency and, the, and and also the attitude when you get to the red zone that you just have to want it a little bit more than the other team. Is that something that you're starting to see a little bit more confidence even from this offense when they hit the red zone?
4: Well, well you know, Q, once I thought we get the, the offensive line situation just finalized and we know who's playing out there, I thought that they can better position themselves to be more uh, creative and better in the red zone. I've seen a little bit of that. You know, look, for what it's worth, you talk about Dylan Parham. You talk about Munford. The young guys coming in and starting in a row or playing in a role that's big for them. They played pretty well. This offensive line is starting to create its own identity. It's long overdue, and then we're already well into the season. So, but I did see parts of that during the sexton game. Now we'll be able to if they will go could go to New Orleans and do the same thing against a very good New Orleans defense, then we'll have something that we can move forward with and and definitely talk about.
2: Well, Lincoln, I think this team is going to be known for scoring points. At some point in the season, and we're seeing these 30-point performances now, get into the 30s, and you're going to get into the 30s with Josh playing at this level and work and play action. So I've been dying to ask you this since I saw you Sunday. Can you see this team pass blocking better because we're just talking about the run blocking and it's obviously opening up holes, but what happens if they're forced in new Orleans in Jacksonville in a shootout? Are you seeing growth with this offensive line and scheme that they can pass protect?
4: JT it's coming. It's coming along in increments. I I saw a little bit more in this Texans game. We'll have to see obviously more against going against the the new Orleans saints. who have got a viable pass rush. The run game allows you to have balance. That creates balance where you can open up things like the play action. And that's what happened with the Raiders versus the Texans. We know they want to be physical. The Raiders do. We know the Raiders want to be physical. They want to instill themselves upon others. For what I'm seeing so far, this team has progressed in small increments. They've got a string of road games and a string of games. I think that they can win. They should win because they're a capable team, but it has to be consistent. And it's hard under with only one game under your belt to say that they have that consistency
0: yet. I see this is a win. It's a W for the Raiders. It would be a great victory and a great momentum rolling into the next game. And I truly believe we can beat these guys as long as we run the ball, do what we've done, do what we do and have done to be successful, and continue to do so. Not get fancy. No, you know, no crazy pitch the play back double triple this and throw to the you know none of that no trick plays in this game let's just put the pedal to the metal run the ball down their throat pass when we can and get the W we don't need Derek Carr to have 350 yards what we need him to have is a W we do need Josh Jacobs to have over 100 Because that will be victory.
2: Some of these games are starting off slow. I was concerned. Third quarter, I'm saying, where's the blowout? When are they going to put the pedal down and do it? And they finally did it at the start of the fourth quarter. But he is preaching, stay in the game, do your job. He doesn't get emotional. I haven't seen any emotion from him (laughs) in a negative way on the sideline. And there's been some negative plays there. What are you noticing with Josh McDaniels with the game plan and especially the adjustments as they're coming off a win?
4: Well, the adjustments are huge. Okay. because what we saw in the second half was different than what we saw in the first half, so the adjustments are huge and more importantly when you script most coaches that I've known script the first 20 plays when they don't sort of get out get after it the way you want to, there were early parts in the season where I thought the Raiders became too predictable. Oh, we're going to try to get the ball to Devontae Adams. Oh, we're going to try to get the ball to Darren Waller. You know, and, and try to force that issue, especially when opposing defenses wanted to take it away. What I saw this past weekend against the Texans, especially in the first half, they were having trouble running the football because they had trouble communicating on the offensive line. You saw too much penetration from white shirts. Josh Jacobs was making cuts in the backfield. The moment he got the football, that's not supposed to happen. The offensive line is supposed to take care of the front seven. So they had to do a better job of communicating and, and, and differentiating who's got whom on, on that offensive line. They did that in the second half. That's that, so that shows me there's an adjustment. As far as the passing game goes, you know, they're finding different ways to get the ball to Devontae Adams, which is key. You have them running crossing routes. You have him running stop routes, hook routes, comeback routes. So I think they're coming along. The thing that that impresses me most about so far what the Raiders have been able to do is that they've been in every game or have controlled every game. They just haven't finished every game. Mm -hmm. That's something to be said. They're on the verge of being damn good, in my opinion, guys. But it's going to take a lot more consistency. It's going to take a lot more of those adjustments that we've seen first half to second half. And more importantly, they're going to have to find a way to finish games like they did this past week against the Texans.
0: I think uh, we can handle them on our defense. I know we can handle them on our offense. Let's just see it happen because I look forward to this game because I'll be looking for my brother Randy in in the stands with his lovely wife Lisa. We'll be looking for you guys on TV. And I hope that all that go have a great time. I'm sure you will. I say we beat them by at least a touchdown. And we should. We shouldn't skinny this game at all. We should definitely get a solid win, not a squeaky win. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Ritter Nation, this is a skinny bone line, but I'd rather have a skinny one with a W on it than a fat one with an L. I'll Kate, I'll take all the skinny bone lines as long as we win, and that is fine with me. So our first caller at one 800 620 7181 is a very familiar brother, and you've heard him before, you gotta love him, is Raider Chris from Scranton PA. What's happening, brother?
6: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Chris Scranton PA. Sorry if you hear vehicles in the background. I'm on my way home from work. But man, I said it before and I said it again this year. Pay hey, that man, that bad man, Josh Jacobs. Because he's running with a purpose. And for him to thank the old line the way that he has been and showing the old line some love tells you everything you need to know about him. Very proud to see this man overcoming injuries and doing what he does. Uh I don't think Waller was even supporting the team. I think we got a cricket match somewhere and I don't know where. But at this point, if we can move on from him, trade him to the Packers for whatever, I'm good with Moreau starting because that man doesn't drop passes. The connection between him and Carr and uh Hollins stepping up. We're good without Waller, to be honest with you. And uh thank God for Harmon because our secondary was getting worked left and right. Merrick, who I've vouched for since the draft, is always out of position. Abrams, he's in Lost Island somewhere. And our defense is just, they worry me because they're not good. But I mean, this is a call to celebrate what we've done. Time to go on a winning streak and uh, continue to do what we're doing. Let's hope this is. Things good things to come, Later Nation. I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball.
0: Well, thanks for the call, my good brother. It's always good. I don't think Waller's going anywhere, and I really don't want him to, because he is a way better tight end than Moreau. Way better. Uh, he gets open. He runs great routes. He does catch the ball, and when he's on, he's really on. He could be our best weapon. We've seen it. And I just don't see moving him at all as a good idea. Um, and I think we'll need him if we ever make a run to the Super Bowl. Yep, we will need him. He will be our guy. He We've got him for a few more years. We need him. He's a way better tight end. Number two or number three in the league, we got to keep this guy, man. We're not trading him away because you just never know what you're going to get with the draft, bro. Never know. But I think our defense... As sketchy as it's been, even in this game, it's just starting to gel. I just have a good feeling about it. I think um, Patrick I Need a Graham has gotten one, and he's doing better. We'll see in this game against the Saints for sure, bro. I appreciate the call, as always, my brother. And last but never least, do you smell some cheese? (laughs) I do, because it's a cheesehead raider in the house. I like this guy a lot. Love his passion. Great Raider fan. What is up, my good cheesehead brother?
7: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. I've said it before. Say it again. And I'm going to keep on saying it. Give JJ an extension. First Raider ever to have three games in a row of over 150 yards. Then another stat I saw, Marcus Allen, took him 50 games to get to three, or um, yeah, 3,688 yards. Jacob, 49 games, 3,860 yards. And then, of course, that was, I believe, before his second rushing touchdown, what clearly took him over. That is a special kid. We need to keep him. I don't know... Uh, if now the price is going to be too heavy that uh, to give him an extension, I saw some, read someplace, saw some headline that they couldn't uh, extend him. I don't know if it's because of it being in the season or what it is. I've never heard of that before, but if we can sign that young man up, we need to put another three years on him. Uh, great win, clearly. Uh, win in uh, the black hole in the Death Star against uh Bad football team. I was starting to think there for a minute. First half, we weren't any better than they were. But second half, made some adjustments. Thank God. They kept running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Our defense, the secondary, is absolutely, utterly pathetic. And I know people are going to say, what are you talking about? We had a pick six. Yeah. And there was also two touchdowns that the receivers were wide open. I don't know what take a gram is doing – If he's going to use his excuses, well, I don't have my people, but good God, I have never seen a team cover as poorly as the Raiders do. And tackling, I don't know if I saw one person wrap up. Everybody wants to go for the big hit or just push somebody out of bounds. There's no wrapping. There's no driving through. I mean, it is utterly horrible. But we got to win. Just but. Just because you get a win doesn't mean you got to look at, you can't look at the negatives you can fix those. I hope Jacob's legs, uh, they're getting him some massages. He's getting some ice baths because he goes down. Holy moly, it's not going to be good for us. Got a couple of uh, winnable games here going to the Saints. Got Jacksonville and Indianapolis after that. Indianapolis just benched uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, to bad we weren't playing them next week, but, We can win these next three games, and then we can actually get to 500, start looking like we know what we're doing. And, hey, I'm not going to say the word, but we're not out of it yet. All right. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, it's G said Raider. I am out.
0: First off, I love the call, bro, and I think our defense will improve – I think they have to improve. Nate Hobbs is coming back, which is the key to our defense. I don't know if Patrick Graham is the answer, but like I said before, defenses take a lot longer to gel than offensives. And perhaps the scheme is gonna to start to under- they're starting to understand the scheme. There were a lot of open receivers, as there has been all season so we'll just see how that goes I think the defense is improving I think the pressure for sure up front is better and uh, I think that that can help us a lot and I think with Nate Hobbs back we can do a lot more and it's still a learning process I think they're still learning how to work with this coach so uh, I I see the possibilities of a positive end on our defense but we shall see Well, that will wrap it up for this edition of Raider Nation Podcast, the longest-running Raider podcast ever in ever history. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it is true. (laughs) Thank you, Raider Randy, for doing the magic that you do. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.